0: You're listening to the Good Samaritan Anglican Church Podcast. The following sermon was recorded on June 2nd, 2019, by Deacon Stephen Edwards, a reading from the Gospel of John. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: So God calls us into the fullness of his glory, not into an empty hope, not into a fluff of well wishes, but into eternal witness and life experienced in the joy and power of God. Glory is granted, is gifted to us in the name and person of Jesus, the Christ who has ascended to the throne of heaven at the right hand of God the Father, and whose holiness, whose worthiness is proclaimed and reverenced in the sound and the power of the prayers and praises offered by the angels and the saints and all the hosts of heaven, as they cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. I mentioned, and we know that we have an advocate, and that all of his presence glorified in heaven, do not turn away or be afraid to turn your hopes onto him. And an alternate reading for today was from 1 Samuel. And Samuel said to the people, do not be afraid, though you have done this evil. Yet do not turn aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And do not turn aside after empty things that cannot profit, that cannot deliver, for they are empty. There is no life in those things. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you a people for himself. In the Lord, you will not be forsaken. You will not be turned away. He is present with us. We are God's own people called by his name into the fellowship of his name. It is only Satan that would call us unworthy. For God himself has fulfilled in himself the cost of our salvation. The Israelites asked of Samuel, who was a great judge, the last of the judges, prophet and leader of God's people. God spoke through Samuel and led the people. And yet the king, the people wanted a king. They wanted to be more like everyone else. So this was the sin to which they referred because they even knew in their hearts that this was not the way. But they were seeking their own way instead of accepting what the Lord was showing them. And all the people said to Samuel, pray for your servants, pray for us to the Lord your God that we may not die for we have added to our sins as we've asked for a king. And Samuel responded, and great humility the humility that represents the love of god moreover as for me far be it from me that i would sin against the lord by ceasing to pray for you and we now have we know an even the greater and perfect advocate jesus christ the righteous who is in heaven who is in heaven itself, united with the Father. For God has called you to himself and it is his provision for you that in him you shall be found worthy and that we shall be lifted up into his presence, that you may be where he is. He prayed, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. God has granted us free will. He has granted us choice. We are free from the limitations of a man of the world. We may be as one with each other and with the one of heaven. We are given that freedom to choose that gift that He's offered to become a part, to become a witness of the glory to which the Son of Man, He alone is destined and He alone is worthy as He is glorified in the presence of the Father, in the midst of the loving expression of the Father's love for His own, His own Son, and for us. The power of God's anointed gift to us in the Son a gift of himself for us, that we all may be one. In Revelations we heard, blessed are those who wash their robes. This is his choice. They wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life, which we recall from the Garden of Eden. This is eternal life, life into which God calls us, that they may enter by the city gates they are not called into some submersive or some way around they are called into the straight and narrow way that is made possible by jesus into the gates of the heavenly city it is the word of the lamb of god who calls us and makes us clean and who assures us of his way his provision we know him as the way the truth and the life We know that none come to the Father except in Him. In Revelation, it further says, the Spirit and the bride say, come, and let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires the water of life without price, let them come, we are welcomed, we are called. We are made one in His name, that we can live in the presence of God, live in the presence of His glory. We are the Lord's. He has paid the price, the cost for our redemption, our sanctification, which is to be set aside, to be set apart as holy as he is holy. He has called us to be with him. He has called us into the presence of his glory. So the Lord wants these things for us. On earth, Jesus prepared the way that he himself would be that gate for us into this heavenly city, into that heavenly kingdom. As he awaited the crucifixion, contemplated the assumption upon himself of dishonor, the horror of the sins of mankind that were perpetrated against the love of God to be taken upon himself, the innocent on behalf of the guilty. In this setting, Jesus was concerned for us and prayed for us, prayed for all his disciples, those present and us and all who were to come changed by his word and by his name and by his love. He knows each of us and treasures each of us in his heart and thought of us as he prayed to the Father. He said, I do not ask for these only, he was referring to the disciples present with him. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I am in you, that they also may be in us. God calls us to himself. God is in us and we are in him, made one in perfect unity. This is the will of God, that we know him, that we see him, that we experience his glory to see what he sees, his truth present with us and in us. Allow this love, his love to embrace you, this love which the Father has for the Son, This very love from eternity is found in us, for he dwells with us. Now we know that Jesus is the good news and it is shared in this gospel. He talks about the glory that you have given to me, I have given to them, which was his disciples, that they may be one even as we are one. And we are his disciples. I and them and you and me, he said, he prayed, that we may be perfectly one, brought together, so the world may know that you sent me and loved me, and loved them as you loved me. Father, I desire that also those whom you have given me may be with me, to see my glory, that you have given me. These you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, although the world does not know you, I know you and I have shared you with them. I've made you known to them, he said, he prayed, the love which you had loved me with which you loved me shall be in them and I shall be in them. So just try to fathom and consider that truth, that great mystery, that the love that God had for his only son, Jesus, he has for us and has that in us, has grants us our life and being in him. Oh Lord, we thank you that you are never apart from us and that your incredible love is in us. He grants us his protection and his anointing and we are called to keep our hearts and our minds and our wills turned toward the Lord in every circumstance. The Lord will not be defeated. In him is the victory, the glory, the honor, and the truth of life. Consider where we found his disciples, Paul and Silas, in our reading from Acts. Where did we, we found them in jail, not only in jail, but in chains. Their feet were in stocks. They were bound by the hands of men who wished them harm as a retribution for their zealous love for the way and the the word of Jesus Christ, the way of the Lord. Their eyes, these other men, were focused on their worldly gain, not on the will of God for other people's lives. Yet, in spite of this, Paul and Silas are found singing hymns and praises unto God. And all the other prisoners were listening as well. So where were their hopes? Where were their thoughts? They had joy in the Lord in spite of their circumstances. Yet they were outside of the means of man, their followers, their friends, to be able to save them. Their freedom seemed lost, yet they seemed as men who had no fear. And a reading from Acts tells us that after midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. So at the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bonds were released, were unfastened. These men of God were set through, set free through the will of God, working in them and for them, that the sharing of the word, his, God's word, would continue for the salvation of all men, and even the jailer. What happened with the jailer? Well, he rushed in, turned on the lights, and he fell down in fear before Paul and Silas, one, for fear of his life because his prisoners may have escaped those that he was in charge of, those same men that had locked them up could turn on him now as well. But obviously he had witnessed, he had witnessed the glory and miracle and power of God working, that his word would be continued. So then he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Simply believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in the house. And he, the jailer, took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. He cared for them and provided for them. And he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Then he brought them into his house and set food before them. He fed them, cared for them, and he rejoiced, rejoiced with his entire household that he had believed in God. The word of God is not only not defeated, but has succeeded in the furtherance of its power among the hearts of men. And we are called for the well-being of others as well where Jesus said, for those who will believe in me through their word, this is the word that we share. This is the word that dwells in their heart. We are called to be a continuation of that word and of God's love for others, that they too may come to a knowledge of the glory and saving grace of God who loves them. Jesus' desire is that we continue to make him known, make him known through his word, through our life, and through our actions and our words and sincere compassion for God and for one another. He said, O righteous, he prayed, O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you. And these know that you have sent me. I have made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. If God is for us, nothing can separate us from his love, nothing can separate us from his power to heal. He has made a great provision for us. God in the power of his word calls us into his presence, into his love, into his glory, into the family, the fellowship of His name, and the right to the tree of life. He brings us out of the shame of any past guilt or failure and into the power and provision of His love and grace. It is to the glory of God and men together that He is made known to us and into the blessing of God who is in our midst that He be fully revealed. So come, Lord Jesus, we seek your will that we all may be one in you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy
0: Spirit. Amen. This has been a production of Good Samaritan Anglican Church in Middleburg, Florida. For more sermons, sermon notes, and information about our congregation, please visit www.goodsamaritananglican.org sermons. If this podcast has been helpful to you, Please subscribe and leave us a review with your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening. God bless you.